Well, how's everyone doing this morning? Good? Uh, I hope so. I'm hearing a lot of sniffles and a lot of coughs, and the smell of menthol and eucalyptus is permeating through the the auditorium this morning. Uh, So I know many of us are uh, a little under the weather and and fighting sleepy sleepy eyes. Uh, So I've got a gift for you this morning. This is my gift to you. The sermon is going to be about 10 minutes, amen. So that's the gift uh, for for you this morning. Uh, It's so good to see so many of you here. We were somewhat concerned that uh, our numbers would be extremely, extremely low. But as I look around the auditorium this morning, I'm I'm surprised. So I'm so appreciative and thankful that you got up and, and you decided to come and be with us this morning. Now, I know we have a few visitors in the house this morning, and I'm seeing some faces that I haven't seen before. We want to let you know that you are our honored guests and that you're always welcome to this church whenever the doors are open, and we believe you've come to the right place this morning because I don't think you'll find a finer church in the entire universe. So I've got a couple of special guests that I have to introduce this morning. One is my, I call him baby brother, even though he's taller than me, and I'm only three years older than him, but my brother Jeremy is here with us this morning all the way. Oh, you're giving him a round of applause. eh? (laughs) So he's the one that I tell stories about all the time of wrestling and fighting and getting in trouble and getting spankings from our dad at the same time, you know, just random stuff. Then we have uh, my sister, Nicole. She's the oldest of my sisters. Uh, So she is there all the way from Berkeley, California. Yes, yes. And our special, special, special gift and guest this year is my brand new brother-in-law, Roxy, right here, originally from Congo, okay? He's up in the... uh... Now, uh, I'm going to tell you something really cool about my brother-in-law. He is a professional drummer, African drummer, so he travels across the world teaching African drum classes, and I would try to pronounce the name of the drum, but I can't, it's slipping my, yeah, I'm not even, Ungoma, I'm not, did I say it right? Yes, I said it right. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So, uh, so they're here with us, and they're going to be with us for a couple of days. Uh, so mom and dad were here last night. They unfortunately, couldn't stay. But I know many of you have a, a home full of guests, and you're excited and have a wonderful time. So I want to, uh, I want to talk to you about something pretty special this morning, okay? Uh, Advent. Today we're going to close out, right? We've been working our way through a series. And we started with giving a definition of what Advent was, and we said it was the arrival or eager expectation, right? And today, on Christmas Day, we would say that Jesus Christ was born. Now, we don't know the date, the time, the, the, the history behind it, but today the world celebrates, so why not celebrate together? And in this series, we talked about hope. And we said that Jesus Christ brought hope to the world. We talked about love and how Jesus brought love and joy and peace, right? And today I thought we would go a little rogue, okay? And and talk about something that I think needs to be addressed. What does God want for Christmas? You ever thought about that? That's a good question, right? What, What does God want for Christmas? You know, we're at a point now in our family where, uh, my daughters know who Santa is, right? So every year what they do is they write out their Christmas list. And they have very specific items on that list. This year, Daddy, I want a puppy. 
uh, and Daddy, I want an iPhone, right? And I look at that list, and I do my best to get those items, and I think this year I did it right, didn't I? Yes. Okay, very good. I, I did it right, all right? And as I was thinking about this, you know, when they get their gifts, they're so excited and so overwhelmed and so overjoyed, I begin to think, what, what does God want? If God had a wish list, what would it be, and what could we offer Him, right, as a gift? So let's spend our time talking about this uh, topic this morning. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, or you can follow along with us on the screen. What's God's wish? What's God's wish? What's, what's, what was on your wish, wish list? New car there. Um, funny story, funny story. It's a sad, sad story. I think Glenn set me up, right? This morning, if you can tell, I have a Raiders pin on my chest here, right? So Glenn gave me a present. He said, Jason, open it up. I didn't decide to open this up until yesterday while watching the Raiders game. As soon as I opened this up and I saw this crest, you know what happened to my quarterback? Went down and broke his leg, right? Thank you, Glenn, right? I feel like I'm cursed. So now I'm, 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 I'm almost forced to cheer for the Cowboys now because I can't stand the Patriots. No, stop, stop, stop. Stop it, stop it, stop it. All right. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk, right? Second Peter chapter 3 and verse number 9. What does God want? Well, first of all, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Here's what he wants. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So we can say that's number one on God's wish list. He doesn't want any of his children in the world to perish he wants everyone to have eternal life, and I appreciate Chuck's comment this morning. That's why we give, so that the gospel can be spread, so people can hear about Jesus, so they can give their life to the Lord, right? So God, number one, doesn't want anyone to perish, right? Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. Ask now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? So we know he doesn't want anyone to perish. What does he want from you, right? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands. If you recall the context of this passage, we know it was really talking about in De Deuteronomy chapter 10, the second um, chiseling out of the Ten Commandments, right, or, or the law. You remember Moses went up to the Mount Sinai, and he had this encounter with the Lord, and while he was up there, he was up there for a while, and what were the children of Israel doing down at base camp, right? They were building a golden calf, and he came down, and he was so upset. You remember the story, he smashed the tablets, right? And then later on, we see God saying, write some new ones, right? All God wanted from his people was their hearts for them to walk in obedience and to do the right thing. And that's been his desire in his heart and his wish list ever since. For us just to walk in his commandments, for us to give him our heart and to love him completely, right? And that's why this text is so important. And this is an Old Testament passage. We know that God doesn't change much. So now I want to flip over to Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 32. Oh, Old Testament and then New Testament. And we know this text. It's been reiterated. So this is what the Lord wants from us. This is what's on his wish list. It says here, Matthew 10. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I could go on for another 20 minutes and really flesh out each principle here, because there's a difference between the heart, there's a difference between the soul, difference between strength and mind. So what I want you to do for your uh, great sermon, now what, your practical application this week, I want you to look up what the differences are in each four of those elements, okay? Because I think they're important. So as a way of invitation, here's what I want to do. I want you to think about what gift you're going to give God today. And if not today, if you're not ready, maybe this, this year. Because I think you have these four principles and these, these are what God wants from us. So this morning, if you're here and you have not given God the gift of your heart, you need to give him your heart today. And you know how you do that, right? You accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're baptized in water and all your sins and iniquities are washed away and you're added to the church. And then you can say, I've given my heart to the Lord. Your soul, your strength, your mind, these are the things that God wants from us. And I want you this morning to be thinking about which one, which one, and this is what I did, which one are you deficient in? Maybe you haven't been serving the Lord with all your strength lately. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've had some hard things happen in your life lately. Maybe you haven't surrendered your mind to the Lord yet. I want you to think about what gift you're going to give him this week. And I guarantee if you give him one of these, he'll be overjoyed and thrilled. This morning we've got a song of invitation selected. Let's see what that song is. Joy to the World. What, what, what a great song. So we're going to sing this song. And let me tell you, if there's anyone here that needs to come forward and wants to give a gift to the Lord this morning, you have the opportunity. You can come to the front. Sit on the pew up here in the front. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. If you're not in, uh, inclined to do that, you can walk to the back. Some of our shepherds will be back there willing and ready to take any requests or prayers or things that you might have. If you want to be baptized in Christ, you can do that today as well. What a wonderful gift, right, to be baptized in water today. Whatever your needs or concerns are, won't you please come together while we stand and sing the song of invitation. <laughs>